and welcome to Served Neat. I am your host, Jen Hartman. I'm a corporate dropout turned six-figure sales and marketing coach, bourbon enthusiast, type three Enneagram, and dog mom. I'm on a mission to show you that there is more to life than the nine to five grind and that you can leave your job to pursue your profitable passion. I'm going to prove to you that launching an online business can be fun and easy. I'll be giving away my best sales, marketing, mindset, and business strategies served neat. Pour yourself a glass of bourbon, have a seat, and let's chat. Hey y'all, what's up? Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to another episode of Served Neat. I have some exciting news to share. I don't know why I'm singing. I bought myself a new car last weekend for my happy birthday. On Instagram stories, I asked you guys if you wanted to learn more about my experience, like car shopping alone as a woman, how it ended up being a tax write-off, and a couple of lessons I learned along the way. You guys wanted me to talk about it, so here we go, baby. Okay, so what car did I get? I ended up buying a BMW X1. It was a used car, and I felt very good about that decision. I upgraded from a Hyundai Elantra. She was good to me. She got me through breakups. She got me through undergrad and grad school and moving around the country. She was a great car. I never in my life have I owned a car that was worth more than $3,000. That's right, $3,000. I've never owned anything luxurious. Up until this point, I was stoked to have a car that got me from point A to point B. The reason I chose to upgrade was because my old car was at the 130,000 mile mark and it has started to cost me more and more and more every time I take it in. Truly, I was spending more money on my car than what it's actually worth or what it was actually worth. With all of my road trips coming up in the second half of the year, I needed something a bit more reliable. The car did its job. She was great, but it was time to upgrade to a big girl car. I was really torn between a BMW X1 and an Alfa Romeo Stelvio. I had my heart set on an Alfa Romeo. Like I thought that that was the car I was going to get. So I test drove a couple of each and I was still torn after test driving them. I'm not going to lie. I really loved the Stelvio because it was a performance car and it was so much fun to drive. It was very sporty. What I started to find out was that very few mechanics in my area knew what the car was and even fewer worked on those cars. I ended up choosing the X1 over the Stelvio because of the comfort and the cost. Stelvios have just recently been introduced back into the U.S. market in the last couple of years, and there really weren't a lot of used ones out there. Anything I found that I liked, it was above and beyond what I was willing to spend. Or if I found something that worked for my budget, the mileage was way too high, and I didn't want a used car that had high mileage on it. The BMW I purchased was in fantastic condition. I ended up getting a 2018. She only had 36,000 miles on it, and the Carfax was great. I didn't see any concerns. I really took my time when it came to car shopping and doing my research. I went to multiple dealerships, test drove multiple cars, 
talked to various mechanics, and I talked to quite a few BMW owners before making my final decision. This is something I 10 out of 10 recommend. Do not rush into purchasing a vehicle if you can help it. It is such a big purchase, and you want to make sure that you get exactly what you're wanting. Okay, let's go ahead and shift this conversation to talk about what the shopping process was like as a woman. This was my first time ever purchasing a car from a dealership. My last two cars were from private sellers. I was warned that I shouldn't go to the dealership without my fiance or without my dad or without a male neighbor. But for the sake of research and for my audience, I knew I had to go at it alone. I'm going to give you a warning. The rumors are true. Buying a car as a woman, not the best experience. The first dealership I went to, oh, you guys are going to get a kick out of this. The car salesman asked me if my fiance was buying the car for me. I literally laughed out loud. I couldn't help myself. When it finally came down to purchasing the car, I decided to pay in full. I chose not to finance because it's a depreciating asset, and quite honestly, I had the funds to pay for it outright. I quickly learned that dealerships do not like it when you pay in full. In fact, I got a lecture on the importance of building my credit through financing. When I went to go pay for the car, the salesman told me that this is the problem I see with people who pay in full for vehicles. Whenever they need credit, they don't have credit because they haven't been building it. (laughs) I laughed a little bit, and then I politely said, sir, I have fantastic credit. And he didn't know what to say. When I politely declined financing multiple times, there were then multiple attempts to upsell me after I said, please stop. I said, please stop multiple times. And then the dealership kept me there for almost three hours. It was actually insane. So right before the three hour mark, I threatened to leave and they wrapped up the sale in five minutes. I'm not even kidding. Five minutes is what it took to get the car paid for, sign the paperwork out the door. Though the process was a complete headache, it ended up being worth it. I got the car I wanted at the price I wanted it at. And I got two years of free service and over a year left on the original warranty. I felt like I got a really great deal. I also got more for my car, my old car, than I was expecting to get. So overall, again, it was worth it, but a little bit of a pain in the butt. Because I'm using the car primarily for business purposes, it is a write-off over the next five years. This is super exciting, and it's something you should keep in mind when you go car shopping in the future if you are a business owner. Now, I know that because the car is a compact SUV and it weighs less than 6,000 pounds, it is a write-off over five years. However, had I gone in the direction of getting a bigger SUV that weighed more than 6,000 pounds, it would have been a write-off in the first year, I believe. Don't quote me on it. I'm not a tax strategist. I'm not a CPA. If you're interested in buying a car for the purpose of using it for your business, make sure you check in with your CPA before you go about this process so you do everything correctly. Let's talk about some of my biggest lessons that I learned during this process, and just some pieces of advice for you guys when you do go to purchase your next car. Don't be afraid to walk away. Do not buy the first car you look at. In fact, every time I walked away from a car, I ended up getting a call about five minutes later letting me know that they were willing to negotiate the price a little bit more. There's a lot of power in walking away. Next up, negotiate. 
Do not forget to negotiate. It is so important. Before you go to the dealership, know what a fair price is for the vehicle. You can get on Kelly Blue Book. You can do some research, shop around, but also know the out the door price. The price tag on the car is not the final price when you're at the dealership. There are taxes, there are dealer fees, there are other sneaky fees they would try to put in there. For example, something I saw when I was at a well-known dealership in my city is they snuck on permaplate and they were going to charge me about $1,000 for it. It is something that they did not tell me about. They weren't willing to negotiate nothing. They told me it was absolutely necessary. So I walked away. And of course, after I walked away, I got a call saying that they were willing to negotiate that. When I was looking at a BMW, not the same one I ended up getting, the vehicle was listed at $28,500, but the -the out-the-door price was almost $33,000. So it's really important to factor that in when you are creating a budget for yourself and when you're out and about looking at cars, you have to know that the sticker price on the car is not the final price. Not only can you negotiate pricing, you can also leverage things like free service or maybe free detailing. Think about other things like that that you could ask for. It's not always about price. When it comes to price, you can also leverage other deals. So again, I'm coming back to don't buy the first car you see on the lot. Do your research, get quotes from other salesmen, and you can use that price to get the price lower on the car you actually want. There's so much power that you have going into a negotiation if you already have other deals sitting on the table. You know what I mean? Like if you have, if you've already had a conversation with another salesman and they quoted you a price that's $1,000 lower than the car that you truly want, you can use that for the negotiation. I did, and it worked out in my favor. Okay, next up, stand up for yourself. You are your own best advocate. Like, the car salesman is not there for you. The car salesman is in it for himself or herself. He or she is there to get you to pay the most amount of money possible, and they will do whatever it takes to get that money from you. They are not looking out for you or for your best interest. You have to stand up for yourself. So, for example, If you're reading through a contract and you're seeing something that doesn't make sense, ask questions. Or if you're looking at the fees and you're seeing something that doesn't make sense, negotiate that price. You are allowed to stand up for yourself. You are allowed to say, hey, I don't agree with this. Here's what I'm willing to pay. If you can't meet me here, I walk. I've said that a couple of times. There's so much power in standing up for yourself. I know I keep saying the word power, but it's true. Okay. Next up, wait until after you've negotiated a final price and then ask about a trade-in or let them know that you're paying in full if that's the route you want to take. Do not give them any insight into whether or not you'll be trading your car and whether or not you'll be financing. If they ask you about financing, you can simply say, I'm not sure yet. If they ask if you're going to be trading your vehicle, you can just shrug your shoulders and say, I don't really know yet. You don't have to give them an answer. Here's the reason why you shouldn't give them insight into trade-ins or financing or paying in full. They will use that in the negotiation process. So wait until you've negotiated a final number and then give them more details from there. That leads me to my next point. Be as vague as possible during this process. When you are car shopping, do not give them any insight into what your timeline is to purchase a vehicle. Keep a poker face on during the process as well. You don't ever want to sit there and be like, I love this vehicle. This is the car for me. No, 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 no. Do not say anything like that. 
You don't need to give them any insight into whether you're trading in your car, whether you'll be financing. Give them nothing to work off of and see what happens. You have more power in the process if you are being vague. Keep a poker face on. Don't get excited when you see the car. Okay, I'm going to repeat my lessons one more time for you guys. Number one, don't be afraid to walk away. You have power in walking away. And trust me, you will get a better price when you walk away. Number two, always negotiate. And you don't just have to negotiate price. You can negotiate things like service. Three, stand up for yourself. The car salesman isn't going to stand up for you. He is not there for you. He is there for himself and he wants to get the most money out of you. Number four, wait until you've negotiated a final price and then let them know that you'll be trading in your vehicle or let them know how you'll be paying. Last but not least, be as vague as possible during this process. Once salesmen or saleswomen know details on your purchase or details on yourself, if they know that there's urgency in your purchase, if they know you love a car, they will use that against you in the negotiation process. Okay, guys, that is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to continue the conversation or if you want any other tips and tricks, pieces of advice when it comes to car shopping, send me a DM. I would love to chat with you guys. Have a beautiful week and I will catch you guys on next week's episode of Serve Neat. 